0: Hi everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I am your host. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach. Today I will be discussing understanding power dynamics in family systems. To begin, I'm going to quote from an article. This one is from goodtherapy.org. Power is a person's ability to exert influence and control. Power dynamics describes how power affects a relationship between two or more people. Power affects all aspects of social life from the workplace to the home. Power is not inherently negative. For example, the ability of a parent to influence their toddler's actions can help, them, can help keep them away from harm. But if a person abuses their power, it has the capacity to do great harm. When an individual is subjected to inappropriate uses of power, they can experience great distress. Likewise, a person who has lots of power may not uh, know how to exercise it in a productive and ethical manner. A therapist can help individuals on all sides of a conflict develop healthier power dy- dynamics in their relationships. The article goes on to describe power dynamics in relationships. It says power dynamics can and often do affect interpersonal relationships. In relationships that are strong and healthy, power is generally equal or close to equal. Partners may not have equivalent kinds of power. For example, one partner may have more financial resources while the other has more social connections. However, influence is often reciprocal. Healthy partners often work together respectfully and each have a hand in the decision making. A balanced relationship, one in which power is for the most part held equally, might be represented by some of the following elements. Both partners know their value. Partners listen to each other and make changes based on the feelings and the interests of each other. Partners respect each other even in times of disagreement. Partners talk to each other, especially when issues develop or miscommunication occurs. So problems can occur and can develop when there is a power imbalance in a relationship. For example, if a person makes more money than their partner, they may begin to feel entitled uh, and really entitled to make all the decisions about how the money is spent rather than speaking to their partner and seeking their opinion. Uh, In cases of abuse, an individual may try to limit their partner's power through isolation and threats so they can have complete control. Meanwhile, the partner without power may grow resentful or feel taken for granted. They may withdraw from the relationship to protect their own self-esteem, for example, Someone who considers himself the less attractive partner in a relationship may feel insecure and avoid intimacy. When a relationship has been impacted by power imbalance, couple counseling can help partners communicate their concerns and develop healthier behaviors. So some of the insights there from goodtherapy.org. So here's the way I see it. There is going to be in family family systems, naturally power imbalances, specifically between a parent and a child. In fact, the difference between the power of a child and a parent is astronomical, it's infinite. There is almost no power on the child's part, and the parent has all the power. And this is ultimately because the child is extremely helpless on the parent to guide them and to raise them and to fulfill their needs. So naturally, the child should hopefully, as they grow up, grow into their power, Uh, and healthy parents shouldn't be threatened by their child's taking back their power, so to speak, and as the child grows up and they uh, acknowledge that the child is capable of taking back their power, they slowly but surely give them uh, their power back, and eventually the child grows into their own sense of self and has all their power, and ultimately the parent then at that point loses that power. So a narcissistic smothering, controlling, abusive parent will in essence be addicted to this power and control and because the child is starting to grow into their power they're going to be threatened by the, po- by the child who is now trying to take back this power now in narcissistic homes power and control are essentially leveraged uh, and that really is the way the dynamics are set up there is no love and that love is mistaken for power. So those who were raised in a narcissistic home are going to be very confused between what is love and what is power, and oftentimes see power, specifically in intimate relationships, as a way of showing love, dominating as a way of showing love. Narcissistic parents who use this power to control, essentially are using it as a drug to regulate the shame and humiliation and powerlessness that they feel in their own personal life, maybe of their past childhood, or in their own adult relationships. Now, the devastating effects are many for a child in this dynamics because it humiliates them Uh, if it's a male it emasculates them and it makes it very difficult to uh, sort of own their masculinity it creates incredible feelings of powerlessness helplessness and they therefore shame so this child who grows up in a narcissistic home and feels extremely powerless it starts to become obsessed with power because ultimately they're trying to make up for the powerlessness that they felt earlier on by their smothering and controlling parent. Uh, So power essentially becomes everything. Uh, Later on in life, this becomes the blueprint in how they connect and relate to people and the world. Vulnerability and intimacy becomes extremely terrifying because of the fear of being powered over. Ultimately as a child, vulnerability was exploited by the narcissistic parent and uh, that's really how they leverage their power. So being vulnerable is going to trigger this powerlessness and ultimately something they're gonna try to avoid. They're gonna have a very difficult time being governed, being uh, ruled, they're going to hate authority, become extremely rebellious, oftentimes becoming hardcore criminals, uh, having a very difficult time seeing others as equal. Uh, Ultimately, this wreaks havoc on our adult relationships, our intimate relationships, which are predicated, healthy relationships are predicated on the idea that we are equal, Uh, respect and boundaries. This would be very difficult for those who are abused in this way. And needless to say, there's going to be a severe mother and a severe father wound for those raised in narcissistic homes, uh, attracted positions of societal power to make up, like I mentioned, for this inner powerlessness. So they're going to be sort of obsessed, maybe governmental jobs or jobs that they can preach or tell people what to do or how to control the outcomes in their life. So I want to conclude by saying like this, as a parent, it is our job to set healthy expectations for the child. And that's for the child. That's not for for the parent. When the parent sets expectations for the child that are because of the the parent is trying to raise the child to become something to fill their own aching sense of self and, and build their own self esteem. It does untold damage because ultimately you're neglecting the true self of the child. You're not allowing the child to have their own autonomy and and, and, and grow into their true authentic self and ultimately reach their full potential. You're kind of stealing them in essence you're you're hoarding them for your own personal gain. And this is a very subtle nuance and a lot of parents, uh specifically the ones that I work with who have adult children say, Hey, I'm so confused. And I did all the best that I can. Uh, I tried to be there for my child. They had all their needs met. They had family and then my, my child me a narcissist or they're not talking to me. And what they fail to realize is that oftentimes what they've done is they've set expectations for the child that are either unrealistic, that are maybe too low or too high or out of touch with the child's specific needs. And as a result, the child feels neglected and the child feels that the parent really just set those expectations because that's what they wanted them to become for their own personal gain, as opposed to uh, really caring for the, their, the child and allowing them to individuate and become their own person. So it is so vital to understand how you view power and how perhaps power was exploited for you and if it was, how that wounds you because if you don't realize it, it'll creep its way into your intimate relationships. It'll make you either hate the opposite sex, hate your partner or try to control them or dominate them or uh, become codependent and let the other person dominate you. Ultimately, this is not a recipe for healthy interconnection. It leads to resentments, it leads to breakdowns, conflicts and uh, certainly not fulfillment. So if you are struggling in this way, if you find yourself uh, having a difficult time dealing with power, understanding your own power, if you feel like love is power, Uh, If you feel like you have to control to have a relationship or to relate to other people, uh, please understand this is a trauma response from being raised in dysfunctional, narcissistic, toxic, abusive homes. So healing is very necessary, obviously. And we want to go inward and and sort of understand the damage, heal that damage and relate to the world in a way where we don't feel a need to power over, but rather we can relate to people as equals, which will uh, lead to healthy interconnection and fulfillment. So if you are struggling this way, please do reach out for a free 15-minute consultation. My email is info at yitzepstein.com. You can reach me by phone, 818-210-6049. I want to thank you so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the very best.